Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chats. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined, as always, with me, my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, happy Tuesday. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Yeah, I can't complain. It's uh, Tuesday. I think the... I think the rest of the week is kind of downhill from here, right? So to speak, in a way. So, you know, it's good. Everything is good. Can't complain, yeah, man. Good. Everything is good. A little chilly, but whatever. Yeah, it was a little damp, a little cool, but we don't have no snow, right? So the weather temperature wasn't bad, too bad. 12 nah. degrees right now. Yeah, yeah, no, no complaints here, my man. Uh, professional wrestling, man. What's going on? What do you want to talk about? Well, I, I just a question watched, for you. I watched Raw this morning, and yeah, I wasn't too too excited about it. What do you think of it? I mean, like you've said many times before, not every show is going to be a yeah, it's impossible. Um, but you know what? It wasn't a bad show. I think things are progressing. It is what it is. Um, it's after WrestleMania. I, I don't think you know anything really spectacular from now till about maybe after Backlash. You start looking forward to things coming up ahead and whatnot, right? Yeah, it's just kind of. I don't know. It's kind of a, a calm before the rest of the storm starts. Well, this came off a big high of WrestleMania. So it's got to be a little bit of downtime too, right? Well, that's it. But I mean, I think this Raw is doing the right thing. So let's talk about that. But before that chance, I haven't even asked you this ever in my life, you know, and I'm really curious to know, and I'm putting you on the spot here. How did you ever become a wrestling fan, man? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know. I guess my dad was watching. I was watching. I was like five or six. Seen Hulk Hogan and you know Andre and King Kong Bundy and Rick Rude and guys like that pretty much and just hooked ever since. So there was never like this one moment, this this, this moment that said, "Holy shit, this is it." Well, I, I was like, no, I was I like wrestling. I noticed it on the TV like Saturday's main event. I mean, I seen Hulk Hogan live in like '87 or '88 when they came to do their tours or whatever at the Coliseum, but it wasn't not one particular moment that stands out. Not really. No, I just watched them on TV and like the way they looked, the muscle guys and. That was pretty much it, but not one moment that stands out in particular. No, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Very cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on with the show, man. I've always yeah. wanted to ask that question. I was driving home today, and I was thinking, like, shit, you know, I don't even know why Chance likes wrestling. And then I thought we got to ask him, man. And uh, yeah. so we there. There's the answer, man. There's no particular one instant. Not really. Is- Recall off my hand. I mean, I seen Ric Flair guys and all those kind of guys when I was young. Yeah. You know, like their the way they look, their charisma, right? But not one moment that stands out, no. All right. Okay. Well, that that's yeah. awesome, man. I mean, that's exactly what we were looking for. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, Monday Night Raw. So let's talk about it a little bit, right? Yeah. So the show opens up basically with the bloodline coming out and the judgment day comes out, and they basically broker the deal to help each other out with their problems. Um, the bloodline has a Sami Zayn and a Kevin Owens, and now a Matt Riddle problem. While the Judgment Day still has a Rey Mysterio problem, so they're gonna help each other out tonight. Chance they're gonna have a match by where Solo is gonna fight Rey, and then the rest of the bloodline, Dominic, Finn, and Damian, are gonna fight. Um. Who are they going to fight here, bro? Uh, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Riddle in the main event. So that's basically how Raw kicks off here with a little bit back and forth. And uh, I don't know if there's something in the works here, but the way Rhea stares down solo and back and forth, this is the second or third time that these two kind of had to stare down. 
um, potential match anywhere down the road? I sure hope just... not. <laughs> that that that's when wrestling becomes a little unrealistic, a little silly. I yeah, hope yeah. not. Yeah. So you're right, right, though. In... There's something brewing there. There is something brewing here, right? So or so or so, Solo comes and joins the Bloodline, or not? Um, Judgment Day. I, anything can happen, right? I mean, the way things are kind of going right now, um, you're you're seeing the little pokes. This is the thing that I love about storytelling, and, and this is where wrestling. I feel like I think that WWE is starting to do a great job again in a way of storytelling. These little jabs at the Usos from Paul Heyman through Roman Reigns, you know? Yeah. Uh, they had no idea that the Judgment Day was going to be out there. They had no idea, except Solo knew, but the other Usos had no clue about, you know, the, the deal that they worked up together. So... Yeah. My one thing that I thought about yesterday is too many factions in WWE. There's LWO, there's Bloodline, there's this crew, there's too many. We need need some guys and women to fight by themselves, stand by themselves, maybe have a partner, but there's too many factions. That LWO, that is the most watered-down rebirth of a crew that I think I've ever seen. It's it's not very good. Too many of them. I guess you're not watching too much AEW, man. That whole roster is just a faction. Yeah, Uh, I I see a little bit of faction. you know what? I, I hear what you're saying, but I think it's just trying to keep things relevant. I don't understand why they, you know, I, I think they really screwed over um, Fantasmo Delgado, those guys, uh, the guys who joined the New World Order or the uh, Latin World Order. I think they were great the way they were. They, they were good. Um, I just I just feel that they didn't come up with the same oomph that they had in NXT. And I think that's the problem with a lot of guys that come up from the NXT roster into the main roster is that they can't find that same, you know, pop that they're getting down there sort of a deal. So I don't know if they're trying something different or not, but yeah, I don't like that group only for the fact that they haven't well, done definitely. anything. They just get beaten all the time. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're yeah. basically a jabroni faction. And that I mean, sucks. the LWO was never the greatest faction to begin with in the first place, even back in the day when they were rolling. And now it's just, it, yeah, I don't understand what you're thinking on that. Well, I don't know either, but then again, like I said, you know, let's see, because I mean, I think they want to line up Rhea with um, with the girl in there. What's her name? Um, Zelina Vega. So, so she, oh, in the LWO, yeah. Yeah, so she's probably going to be the first contender for, for the title in Puerto Rico. So, I mean, they haven't announced it or anything, but I think that's what it's kind of leading up to. So let's kind of keep it open. But yeah, the match goes down. Everything is everything. Um, it wasn't the most interesting match. You know, uh, it doesn't hurt Ray that he loses. If anything, it no. helps Solo. It's more to help Solo and his character. Uh, yeah, I mean, totally Solo, Ray doesn't need to win there at all. Right? I mean, the Usos coming out and interfering kind of, you know, justify Ray losing and, you know, Solo winning. So, okay match, I guess, okay. for the most part. I wouldn't give yeah, it. Half like, decent. You know, half decent. It is what it is. Uh, we go backstage and we have a shush off between uh, Maxine and uh, Chad Gable. I, I, you know, two people fighting over Otis, man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I like those little segments. You gotta have a little comedy relief. I, I love Otis. I, I, I've loved Otis forever, man. Oh, he's I, awesome. He plays he, a role so well. So good. Absolutely. Uh, Bianca Belair, Dakota Kai is our next match, and I like it. It's kind of cool. It's kind of mm-hmm. fresh. It's kind of different. I mean, for for the past year, she's been fighting maybe the same three or four people over and over and over again. So. To see her fight Dakota, you know, was decent. It gave Dakota a chance to show off what she can do. I thought that was really cool. Uh, she, she's a pretty good talent. So, you know, 
And I think the women on the Raw side anyways need this right now, like this yeah. insert of new challengers and what have you. So uh, EO Sky. I like Bianca. Like I said, I think she's the best woman wrestler in WWE all around, pound for pound her matches. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, cool. Currently, absolutely. So, uh, you know, her and EO, I think, are going to put on a, an amazing match. Yeah. I, I don't want people to sleep on that one. I think that one's just going to be really, really fun. Um, the high flying and, and just that strength and power combined. Her strength together. is unbelievable. Yeah, well, it is, right? And, and when you have someone like EO in there with her who can fly, like if she allows her to throw her around and, you know, just so that the way she can project herself in the air and land. And I think it's going to be a fun match, man. I think I'm looking forward yeah. to that one. I agree uh, with you. But, you know, ultimately, like I said, it, it, was, it was just a fun match. It, it was fun to see someone else in there, something different. You know what I mean? So so that was kind of good. Uh, basically, we go to a backstage segment. Uh, Judgment Day is happy with the bloodline and what they did for them in regards to their rape problem. Heyman comes back there to confirm that they're all ready to go and help them with their problem. Rhea scares them off. I like it. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. That was good. So here's an interesting segment. And I thought this was kind of cool. So Cody comes out. What do you guys want to talk about? He wants to talk about Brock. He's ready to wrestle. He's not wearing the suit. Um, in fact, he's not wearing the full coat. He's just wearing the little vest. <laughs> he's ready yeah. to go. And he's calling out Brock. And wow. Um, Brock comes out. And I mean... I don't know if he channeled his inner Undertaker or whatnot, man, but he looked dark. He looked, he reminded me of Black Jack Mulligan and, you know, those guys uh, from back in the day. That cowboy look, right? We haven't seen that in a while. I mean, I was wondering how Cowboy Brock would become Bad Brock. I guess he loses a leather jacket and he gets a long black coat. (laughs) Yeah. That was a good segment. I mean, Cody tried to get his hands on them. They were sl- splitting them up. He couldn't get to them. So it's just building the hype for the match. It was right? just that calmness that Brock had throughout the whole time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just kind of, you know, it's like just toying with the guy's emotions. And, and Cody's doing a great job, man. I, I love is. what Cody's doing, right? So great little feud started there. Something different, something we haven't seen yet. So that's going to be a good match of backlash. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be I'm, really good. I'm curious too. Like, which way does this go? Does Cody lose? Does Brock be Brock and just dominate or, or what? You know, it's just, I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. I can't, I'm not sure how they're going to, what they're going to do here. I guess I'm it depends curious. who gets the final say on that match. I think well, if Vince gets the final call, it's Brock. If Triple H gets the final call, it's Cody. But I don't know. I I can't predict this one. It's a tough call. It's, it can go either way. I'm I think thinking, Cody will I, get it. But. I'm thinking Cody's going to get it, but it's going to be because Brock lets him. I think Brock's reached a stage of his career and position within the company. This is just my opinion. I don't have anything to back it up. I mean, mm-hmm. This is just my own thought. He's, he's allowed to to kind of pick and choose who he wants to work with. He's allowed to pick and choose who he wants to put over, right? I mean, just looking back at the last few years, he hasn't had the best record. No. In terms I of think, wins and losses, he's doing what's right for the company and the growth of the business. Yeah. I think it's more of like Cody lost the reign. Now he's got to come back, beat Brock, beat you know a couple other guys to get that rematch. You're going to build Cody up. Okay, you weren't quite ready for the main event yet. You beat up you know the best athlete ever to come in WWE and Lesnar and beat a few other guys. 
and get back at Roman. So I think yeah, the- I think he needs a couple of feuds under his belt, build up his name, you know, and just kind of build it up. But yeah, how how does he beat Brock? That's the thing, you know what I mean? And I I go back to this only because I think of the match that him and Cena had, where yeah. where Brock just destroyed him, like decimated him. There was zero offense. It was like one of those like wow, oh, yeah. like all what- Suplex City, yeah. Like right, right, or something, but it felt like this is legit what that match would actually look like in real life, sort of a deal, right? Yeah, like it looked like a pure work. So, if they sold Brock like that against a guy like Cena and, and Cody, no slouch, but he's not as he's not strong as as or as big no. as Cena, no. right? You know, so it's like, okay, how are they going to do this? I hate, I, I hope there's no outside interference or you know. Something like that happening. But I think Brock, Brock will toss him around like a ragdoll, throw him so easy, and then you know the ref tries to break something up, and Cody hits him with like a, a sharp blow or something. Over. Yeah, I don't right. know. It's gonna be yeah. fun though. Should be an interesting match, man. Yeah. So yeah, so we we basically get that. And Pierce is like your buddy Adam Pierce is like Cody, most, please, you know, most like, entertaining man in wrestling. <laughs> he is, man. He is, man. He got right in there, and uh, you know. He gave him his match. It was very dramatic. And I yeah. hope when we speaking of we have the draft coming up. I hope when we get the draft, like I'm not saying to fire the guy, give him a uh, give him a job like behind the scenes, but like he's gotta get off the air. They got they're gonna do that. Somebody's gotta do a little bit of entertaining, man. I know what he's trying to do, but it's like I don't know, I don't like it. I have no problem with it personally. I mean, he's not that involved in the show per se. I mean, that's yeah, what I mean. There. So I don't even know why why even have him. Um, I think they need to have someone back there to make matches and someone there to kind of, you know, separate things and kind of dictate things, right? I mean, it's always been the case. Yeah, um, I know. Like, if that can well, I mean, in the modern, it. in the last 30 years, it's always Yeah, been they've always had right? somebody. Right? I mean, I guess it all started with Vince and stuff, in essence. Mm-hmm. But before that, there was nobody. It was Jack Tunney. Yep. Right? They've had good managers back there and some really entertaining people, but Pierce was definitely not going down as a as well, Hall of Fame. I, I think the day of the managers, you know, outside of Paul Heyman, I, I really feel that the day of the manager's gone, man. It sucks. It really does. Cause I think that added just as you know You see it on the indie level and the, and the shows that we see locally, but on the on the higher level. Do yeah. Because everyone's trying to get a spot in some way, yeah. right? I mean, the art of being an actual manager, I don't think it exists anymore. There's not many left at all. Even really. even on the indie level, man, the managers that I see, they barely talk. I'll tell you right now, if I was this man who I'd make as raw general manager, man, or as even as a manager, and I don't know if he's still under contract, and I think he's got the best promo of any manager in the last couple of years, and I said that before in the show, is Dan Lambert. Well, Lambert has been doing a lot that? of... Lambert, well, he's down in South Florida. And no, I know, but he's, still, he's not an AEW anymore. No, he stepped away because he felt, this is him saying, because uh, he was asked about this, how come we don't see you on AEW anymore? Because I don't want to be oversaturated. People are getting used to me. I'll come back, you know, when it's time to come back. Yeah, right? he's good. Really gifted. But he is, man. And you know what? Now that the two companies have merged, maybe he'll kind of join up on this side. Yeah. I wonder how that's going to work with some of those teams now. Are you able to go on rival promotions? What do Even you mean? Though... Okay, so Dan Lambert. I mean, he's not connected to the UFC in any way. No. But in the past, a lot of UFC guys with him have showed up at AEW. So I'm curious now with the new Endeavor deal, you know, being completed and everything in place, are uh, those UFC I think so, fighters... because like, 
like Adana said, we're not going to do any cross promoting because they don't want to. They don't want people thinking UFC is rigged and it's the match they're predetermined. No, no, right? no, 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 no. I'm not saying WWE UFC cross promotions. I'm talking about the guys that are from American Top Team that are under UFC contract. Are they able to still go over to AEW and you know be a part of down that? Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not sure what are you going to do on that. I know Vince wouldn't like that, but he's not got the the guy guy's got 51 percent now, so I don't know. That's a good question. Right? Like, are those guys able to go there then? Like, if you're a UFC fighter under a UFC yeah. contract, even though your your club or, or your team is not, per se, under contract to the UFC? That's a very good question, actually. I'm not sure on that, how that's going to work. Because George Masvidal ended up on AEW, uh, Paige Van Sant, uh, Junior DeSantos, but he wasn't under contract, though. Kane Velasquez uh, was out there, too, wasn't he? No, 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 no. Kane showed up, was in WWE. But then he come on AEW also, too, or no? I don't know if he did or not. I don't know. I don't know if Kane ever showed up there. I know Junior DeSantos was there. Um, but in terms of actual guys under contract, for sure, George was there at one time. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so I don't know if that's uh, going to be allowed anymore. Yeah, it's hard to say, actually. It's a good question. Yes, yes. Sometimes I ask a good question. Yeah, it was All good. right, let's move on here. Seth Rollins versus The Miz, a sleeper match, but actually probably turned out to be the best segment of the night. Uh, I thought Miz looked really good. He worked well. He, he worked did. smart. He's an he aggressive good. Miz and uh, really selling that whole WrestleMania. Like, I didn't have a match. I was the host, yet I ended up wrestling three times. Mm -hmm. You know, I did everything. Like, this guy's a workhorse, man. And I love how he brings it out in his character. Um, yeah. I still don't think he gets enough credit for that mic work that he did with Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack. Some of the best. He's going to be one of the guys you're going to look back and what is he almost, he's probably 40, 41. He's going to be kind of the guy you look back in 10 years. Oh man, he was so good. We missed the all. We missed the boat on this guy. We'll appreciate him later. You know what I mean? Well, Sometimes I mean, I don't know if you missed a boat on him though, man. Like he's, he's a double Grand Slam champion. He's accomplished everything there. Like he's he has, just, I don't think he's that, he's that popular with the fans. Well, that's just him and the fans, though. But in terms of a you know employee as a, as a member oh, of the yeah, company, top. he's top notch, man. He's just top notch, right? And I mean, he has been rewarded with with endless titles. Like that oh, yeah. that dude's got. If you if you add them all up, I mean, he's probably got at least 30, 40 championships under his belt. And and his bank account is uh, doing just fine. Very he's smart. quietly. Just built himself up, man. Like, I mean, we can honestly say, uh, I, for myself anyways, I'm not sure for you, but we watch. I've watched him since the day one from Tough Enough. Yeah, yeah me right? too, yeah. You know, so just watching him from that very beginning, like, okay, you would never think this guy would still be here 20 plus years later. He's learned a lot. Learned a lot. Right? He's listened to, uh, to all the guys in creative. I mean, He's if there was... guys done well. If there's hope for Dominic Mysterio, then you got to look at The Miz as a reference point because I guarantee you, my man, if, if we were talking about The Miz 20, 25 years ago, chances are you would be saying the things you say about Dominic in terms of his skill level and where he's at and whatnot. So, again, and this guy learned on the job, right? The same as Dominic. So if there is hope for Dominic, this yeah. look at The Miz, right? I mean, you know. Boss, anything's possible, but I, I don't know. We'll see. But like I said, man, the one thing that Dom does have, he's got his father and that whole crew behind him to support Until daddy him, retires, right? and he might be out of jobs. Hopefully his dad yeah. keeps going for his well, sake. 
Well, I don't know. I think Dom's come a long way, man, in, in the year. One of the smartest years. things Ray's ever done. He's, uh, if I ever interview him, I'd ask him, as a, you know, to, to tell, basically tell Vince, I'll stick around, but, you know, I'd give my kid a contract. And it's like, brilliant. I don't or, know if that's the case, but it's possible. That's what he said. He said, I'm only signing if I can work with my son. Kind of like LeBron James is saying, I want to stay in the NBA, but draft my son, Bronny Jr. Mm. Well, is his son any good? Not as good as his dad, but he's supposed to be half decent. Yeah, he'll make the NBA. Yeah. Your dad is like considered top three. How can how can you even compare them to each other? <laughs> well, he's not going to be on that level. I mean, he might be his average, no. or, you know, good, but fair enough. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, before Seth even got to the ring, Miz jumped him. It's just a very aggressive output here. Uh, it was awesome. You know, I love this Miz's performance. He did really well. Yeah, yeah. This, like I said, I think this wound it up being stronger than I thought it would be. Like you know, just because he. We've seen him fight before, but not like yeah. this. Not, not like, like this. this. I hope Miz I've... keeps doing this aggressive. Yeah, he yeah. Really well. Like, you know, he, it, it was just good. It was just good. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, obviously, Seth won he, he, he with the curb stomp. Yep. But I, I think the Miz won this match. Absolutely. Yeah, he actually, most times, Seth outperforms the guys in the ring with. I thought Miz got the better of him performance-wise last night. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, we have a backstage segment with uh, Sammy, Kevin, and Matt Riddle, and they're just kind of hyping each other up and talking about the match, and Matt says, I will do what it takes, blah, blah, blah. Kevin's not sure why that guy's there. <laughs> sort of a deal, like, so what's going I. on? Right? Yeah. Like, but but Sammy's like, you know, the, the constant conspirator and, you know, planner. Like, yeah. yeah, this is going to work. This is going to work. So I don't know where this is going. I really don't. I don't see where Matt fits in here. But, hey, what are you going to do? I think they're just feeling it out. Maybe something organic will happen out of it. Sometimes maybe something do. organic will, right? But, I mean, I don't know. Where I wouldn't Matt put Riddle, Riddle with these guys myself. but I don't know where Riddle fits right now. You know, I think Riddle needs to rebuild himself up a little bit here. He's been out of action. Well, I mean, he's been in rehab for the last six months. Yeah. Um, you know, so dealing with all that, you just kind of throwing him into a storyline that's already pre-established. I just don't see where he fits. But then again, I'll keep watching and, and hopefully we'll get an answer here. Uh a match I didn't expect seeing tonight, but sure enough, we see it. Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory for the US. Was it for the title? No. I don't think the title was on the line. Okay, either way, I'm thinking, okay, what are they doing here now? But right off the bat, as soon as I saw the match and I saw them come out, I'm thinking, okay, Theory's going to win uh, somehow by disqualification because you're building up that awesome story. I'm looking forward to this match when it actually goes down. Um, the one with, uh, what's his Bobby name? and Bronson. Bronson Reed, yes. So Bronson Reed basically comes out, interferes, and that ends the match. Um, so yeah. last week we were talking about their match and I said, you know, it kind of looks slow, right? So yeah. Bronson was sick. Apparently he had the flu. He was working with the flu, which is why it kind of looked kind of, it was off. Yeah. Off. But I think these two are going to put on a really good match. They looked man. good yesterday. Right. Yeah. They look good yesterday. So that's basically that match right there in a nutshell. I don't think we really need to go into too much detail. No. Um, you know, the, you know, like I said, we kind of telegraphed the read interference, everything, you know, I'll take it. Right. Yep, it keeps I like Austin strong. Big, you got big guys like right, that. Right, right. And it keeps Austin Theory strong and helps build that feud. 
Where does Austin Theory go from here? There, what, where, what's next for him? Do you think? Like, I don't know. They don't really have a feud for him. He's just kind of hanging there. I'm sure they're gonna. I'm sure they're gonna think of something. Maybe right. he gets involved in the Cody uh, Brock match. I don't, I don't see know. how that makes any sense, though. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you never you're know putting, in wrestling. No, no, I know, but just putting Cody there doesn't make sense to me. Only just hearing it, right? Just, I mean, I mean, just listening to what you said. I just the first. But maybe have, maybe like, Austin can come out and hit Brock, and Austin and Brock can feud or something. I don't know what they got to do something with him. He's such a good talent. He's just crazy to have an opponent right now. He's got to be on backlash, I hope. Well, I mean, he technically speaking, that's the main title of Raw. So, you know, in essence, he should have a match somewhere, but we're only two see, weeks away from you know, it. Right? Yeah, but you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing him in the Miz go based on what I saw from the Miz. That'd be good. That'd be fun. It'll be fun. Could have a triple threat, Seth, Miz, and Rollins get at it. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I think that would be really, really fun. Now, before we move on, I ask you, my friend, did Trish Stratus and Brock Lesnar go to the same place to buy jackets last night? Yeah, I know. I noticed that. When she Maybe came get... out, when she came out, I had a flashback of 1999, brother. Yeah, she's aged so well. It's unbelievable, actually. And she came out, and I'm thinking, oh, wow, I haven't seen her in almost, God, it's 20 years over. Right, yeah, like that, that Trish, that Trish, she looked amazing, and her promo was amazing. She didn't uh, I, I liked it. I like where this feud is going, man. Um, glad she's back because, like, she still looks good and she still can work well. She can still work a lot better everything. than Lita. No, 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 100%. She says she basically talks about. You know, Becky never thanked me. You know, everything here, this whole woman's revolution, all of it is because of me. We've never heard any of them ever say that. All the, you know, like uh, all the famers and, and, you know, legends in the women's division, they've always been very humble and said, oh, you know, it's a yeah. girls today. We've never heard an actual legend actually come out and say, you know, what, say it like that. right. And if there was anyone to do it, it should have been her. And it was her. Good yeah, call. It was well done. Good call on creative. Good call on bringing her back the way she did. Now, is she full-time? or is she? It's interesting because I don't know. I right? think she's going to have a run for a little bit and then fade out. She's 47, 48. You know, go for a little bit here and kind of yeah. come well, and go. Her, well, yeah, because earlier in the day, Becky changed her handle to uh, Rebecca Quinn, which is her real name. From she? Becky Lynch, yeah. And she says, I will not be on Raw tonight. Uh, people were, obviously, the internet wrestling community, the IWC, Mm -hmm. uh, they were up in a storm. They're like, oh my God, what's going on? Is she leaving the company? Blah, blah, blah. Apparently, it's all about storyline. She's actually yeah. got a foot injury, a minor foot injury. So she's just on the shelf. Okay. But this is this is gonna build up to this match here that that you know we're seeing coming up here. So I don't think she'll be a backlash match. I think you're gonna keep a match like this. Let's maybe build it up to money in the bank or something. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Like I said, like I, I Trish looked good, she spoke well, like. You can put a picture from 1999 to now, and she pretty much looks the same. I mean, she's had a lot of work done. I know the fake lips and all that stuff, but she looks pretty good. See, I don't think she's had any plastic surgery. Maybe some injections, but I, I don't think she's done the plastic surgery. Well, she's had one major surgery that we all know about. Well, she did that way back in the day, bro. Yeah, yeah. The, I think they all did. I think I think they all had She gets her lips enhanced Botox. Oh, no, no. She probably... She gets that enhancement, but you know what? Girls on their makeup and shit, it's next yeah. level, man. I've seen some real bow-wows, and then they put on a coat of paint, and they just... <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. She's, she's aged well. 
Have you ever been with a girl that looked really, really pretty, then woke up the next morning and just like, ah? No, no, but I've I've heard some stories though, but not my personal experience. But yeah, yeah, yeah same here, same True, here. Though, what I had to throw it in there, man. But anyways, good segment. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun, and um, I- I'm looking forward to this match, man. I Me truly, too. truly am. Uh, all right, so let's stick with the ladies. Candice LeRae and Mi Chin against Chelsea Green, Sonia Deville. Uh, I think this was just a squash match, nothing match, just to kind of keep uh, Sonia and um, Chelsea strong. Really, that, that's really it. I mean, they're going to be fighting for the tag team title, so I really don't see them losing to these two girls, who they technically should have lost to in essence. Yeah. I mean, based on just characters and stories and whatnot. Um, that you know, I think in real life too, Michin could probably beat the shit out of both of them. Um, <laughs> in real life, yes, absolutely. Actually, no, Sonia has actually got an MMA background. Does she? Yeah, when she came into Tough Enough, uh, her, her, and um, the girl that got fired for having like an OnlyFans or something, um, Mandy Rose, Mandy okay. Rose. Yeah, those two were basically they didn't win. Everyone thought those two would have won the uh, okay. show. But the girl who actually won, like she, she had no business. I think that's why they stopped letting fans vote because <laughs> it's just like she had no business winning. She ended up marrying one of the guys from NXT, got pregnant, had a baby. Now she passed away. She passed away, Mandy Rose. Yeah. No, not Mandy Rose. The girl who won that. Company. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about that. It's too bad. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. But Mandy passed was... away from. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, He's at the young. time, at the time, I remembered, but I think I don't want I, I don't want to say it was a substance or something like that, but I I, I have a feeling it was, but I don't okay. please don't quote me, right? I mean, yeah, I'll look in. We'll look into that. Yeah, yeah, we'll look into that. But uh, yeah, Mandy was supposed to be the one they who should have won. Yeah, that's, so that's true. who they wanted to win. And the other guy, the guy on the guy side, was that Zeke guy, that alligator guy. Yeah, what happened he, to him? Nothing, because they didn't want him to win either. And this is what happens when they allowed the fans to vote. I know. It gets tricky. Right? Right? So basically, the guy they actually wanted to win, they ended up signing whoever they wanted to sign from that anyways. Yeah. But the two people who got the, like, notoriety and then the contracts weren't the people they wanted. Yeah, I know. It's fun. I remember those days. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So squash match, everything is everything. Keep them strong, and we move on to Judgment Day. Sami Zayn, Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens. Typical six man tag all over the place. A lot Go of, a lot of stuff happening everywhere. I think you just really pick your spot on the screen and kind of watch it. I get a little bit tired of seeing Riddle running around, just flipping around, and just doing moves for the sake of doing moves. Sometimes his moves, I don't think we need to. He's just trying to be flashy, you know. And there, well, that is good. Wrestling is about flash, but sometimes he's just running around like a. I get it. An ADHD I get it. kid and just flipping and being goofy, like gymnastics. It gets a little much sometimes. No, you don't I get appreciate it. as much, and that's all you do, right? I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you at all. But that being said, the fans were into it, so you oh, know yeah, he's the over fans like, him. right? Yep. No, no, but just in general, for this match in particular as well, like the mm. fans were into it. They were deep into it. They, they, were, they were enjoying yeah. it. So if you're listening to the crowd, unfortunately, what you and I want to see may not be what 15,000 people in the arena want to see, right? And yep. they can't see us at home, so they carry on doing what makes them happy. So yeah, that's no, the kind of matchup we got, right? But at the end, it was kind of crazy because I mean, you had three groups out there, and and 
yeah, it was just so many people out there at the end. I haven't seen something like that in a while. Nice ending to the show. I'll give it that. I was happy with the ending, right? Um, You know, the fans were into it. Everything was everything. Bloodline runs in. LWO runs in. Mysterio is out here as well. 619 on Dominic. Uh, Dom, Damien Priest went through. Well, he was supposed to probably go through the table. I wonder how hard that hurts when it doesn't break. You probably you feel it. You probably feel it pretty good. And you're going to be really gutsy to put someone through the table by not taking out all those monitors. Those corners got to be sharp, man. Oh, yeah. Can cut your back open real quick with oh, that. Just thinking about it, right? And that's basically raw, man. That was raw for this week. Uh, pretty well. um, yeah, it was okay. Uh, some stories maybe we can touch on here really quick. Yeah, let's do it. So some very good news for the WWE talent. They are allowed to have their Twitch accounts back again. So okay. some of the things that were kind of taken away from them and whatnot, like outside of the WWE umbrella, these guys are now able to stream again. So they are able to stream. Uh, profits will be cut three ways, though. Majority of it going to the talent and to Twitch. WWE just wants their little piece of the pie. Not many restrictions are going to be on this deal. So if are you familiar with Twitch? Do you? Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I'm not too... You know, first in it's like a, it's like basically what we're doing. You can get on there, and a bunch of people can join you. You okay. can video game from it. It's like a live stream, basically. It's another version of it. Okay. So, like, if I'm playing a video game, hey, come join me on Twitch, and you can get a membership, you can sub, and all this kind of stuff. So, do, is it like a pay platform? Like, so you have to pay to watch your guy or something yeah. like that? So, if not we're at all, go... it depends. Oh, okay, okay. So, Vince McMahon and I had a handshake understanding. Goldberg wants to do a four city reunion or a retirement world tour. It might happen still. I don't want to see him fight anymore. <laughs> I just don't. But they love him in Saudi Arabia. And he's a big name, and the, and the guys our age still love him, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Big... No, I get it. I, I just, I just, I'm not excited by Goldberg anymore. I mean, his last few matches have shown me that he just doesn't have it anymore. Some guys that are like so strong, and he's such a people forget he played in that. He's a super athlete. People forget how strong and quick he was. But sometimes when you get in your mid fifties and your body just has so many injuries and he just can't. Well, that's it, and I don't want to see that Goldberg. It's kind of like watching a seven, you know, God rest his soul, but it's like seeing a seventy-year-old Ultimate Warrior come out at seventy, you know. And, and saggy arms and shaking ropes. Who wants to see that? Yeah, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a prime yeah. example. I'll give you. I'll give you an example here. So, you know me. I, I love music, right? Mm. Huge part of my life. And one of the guys that I grew up with loving was Bob Dylan. And I remember Bob Dylan came to the Coliseum in the late nineties with Santana, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh great, Bob Dylan's coming. I've never seen him live, so I went in there. So excited, but I left so brokenly disappointed because that wasn't the Bob Dylan I was expecting. But he's still touring; he's in his eighties. He's still no, touring. he's good, but it just it wasn't what I expected from you know from what I listened to all my life to what I actually saw. Well, he's never been a good singer; he's a good songwriter, right? And his voice I was. Phew. Yeah, but I never ever had a problem with his voice. I if no, I, I don't mind I, his voice, but he, I thought, he's no I thought, Robert Plant. No, I'm not saying that either. But I'm just saying it just you just saw the you, age. You know what I mean, and and same with Goldberg. I just feel that I just don't, I just don't think there's there's very few there's very few guys that get into their late sixties and early seventies yeah. that you still go out there and be like, oh my god. Uh, a prime example of that is uh, the one and only Mr. Mick Jagger. He's what seventy seven, 
just two and a half hour concerts, run up and down those bridges. The guy just hey, is like, man, like very few hand, guys that can do that. There's a handful. Like, there's a handful of men at that Springsteen's age another one that can do it, right? Well, Springsteen's pretty stationary, though. I don't know if he's no, no, he's to. moving. He does three. He? he does three hour concerts. Oh yeah, this is his last tour. Actually, he's like seventy four. But anyways, anyway, just say there's very few guys that age like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so WWE sets a record with SummerSlam 2023. They sold 32,000 tickets in the first day alone. Apparently, that's a record in the States. Uh, not not a U.S. record. It's a U.S. non-WrestleMania record, sorry. So, yeah. So, they're, they're, uh, SummerSlam's getting big, man. Um, what else do we have here? They're, the WWE is expecting to make $50 million in cuts going forward hey man the, the new owners are in town and they're gonna they want to make some more profit maybe they think there's some dead weight hanging around there well they did, it, they, jobs, they did it with the ufc when they bought them and you know based on some of the articles that i've read now about this particular story you're not really like yeah you'll probably see some talent be let go but i mean no one in the talent roster is making enough to justify it I think you're going to see a lot more in terms of, oh God, a front office staff, like, you know, duplicate office staff and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So, you know, things like well, that. Well, they got that 51% of uh, WWE, right? They got the other 49. So they do get the final say. So sometimes you got to make cuts at work. It sucks. People lose their job. I hate to see it, but it's a cutthroat business entertainment, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like you but, said, the main guys, we won't even, we won't even notice it on Raw and stuff. They'll be fine. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I I hope, like I said, I mean, uh, uh, talent wise, how many guys can you cut? There should be a few guys that should be cut. <laughs> I'll tell you that. No, right no, now. no, 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 no. I know, but I, I don't even think it put a dent in fifty million, right? They'll cut a few guys here and there, like you said, maybe cut back on certain things. I don't know what they're gonna do, but like I said. They got smart people in place. That Arya Manuel guy. They got Vinny as a chairman. So they'll make it work. They're not stupid. Like I said, for the most part, he's just sat back and let Dana White run the UFC. You don't even know that he really even changed owners. But that's how yeah. in the background he is. So should be okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure well, what they'll do. Well, you know what? I'm not, not not to bring up a grim point or anything like that, but uh, it was revealed the cause of death for uh, Bushwhacker Butch here. Um, so basically, high blood pressure was probably the main cause of it and that led to everything else. Uh, so when he left New Zealand to come to Los Angeles for WrestleMania weekend, he forgot some of his medication, that being a water pill for his high blood pressure. Uh, so he didn't take it for four days while he was sure. there. Now, I'm really bad for taking my medication when I have to, but after reading that right now, I, you know, there, I guess there is a reason why medications are supposed to be taken when they're prescribed you know you're, you're in you're in los angeles you could just go to the doctor walk-in clinic and say hey doc I need some emergency pills or i need this pill and they'll set you up i'm not sure why he didn't do that i think just getting into town you know having some health issues while he was you know traveling whatever meeting up with the boys you get into it you don't think too much i can understand it dare to but four days and this is your blood pressure serious stuff you should be like hey I gotta go to the doctor and get these or the hospital and get these pills. I left them in Australia. They'll set you up, no problem. Brother, are you surprised? I mean, after reading that autobiography and the life yeah, these like guys lived, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like I really believe he just slipped his mind. 
I'll be honest. Okay. I, I, you know, I just really think you just got caught up in the moment, WrestleMania, that energy, that flow, that, that adrenaline. I mean, yeah. you could be feeling like shit, but when once you're with the boys again and you see everybody and you're in that environment, you know, you think you're feeling great, but it's just all that serotonin and everything just rushing into your body, yeah. right? And, you know, too probably bad. being, yeah, it's too bad, man. It's too bad. It, um, you know, if that's the case, it could have been prevented, right? I mean, that's what I mean. But some guys, you know, are like, you know what? I don't want to have to take pills every day the rest of my life. How they make you feel. We don't know what he was thinking, right? It's, it's sad either way. Yeah. Now, I, I got one here for you, brother, man. Um, as you probably know, CM Punk is coming back to AEW. What do you think about this? They're desperate for ratings. They're going to bring him back, even though he caused all that commotion, embarrassed the owner on a press conference, made him look like the biggest gutless, spineless owner I've ever seen. I can, if they try that, I'm mean, man, he'd snatch a mic out of your hand so quick and, and challenge you right there. Oh, but, dude, um, he would have beat the shit out of him right oh, there yeah. in front of everybody <laughs> to watch. Oh, right? yeah, you would never get away with that, Vince. But um, I guess they want ratings, I guess. They got this show coming out. They're gonna do well, they got Saturday. another show coming out on Saturday now, right? So they're going to make him the face of that show or something. You'll Nobody wants it. to work with him. The Bucks don't want to work with him. Kenny Omega doesn't want to work with him. Chris Jericho might. They'll find other guys, you know, we can do, I don't know, Keith Lee or something, Daniel Bryan. But is he that desperate? Like, why would you want to come back after everything? Like, the, the money? Yeah, punk. You know, if, if you But this Saturday at- show is, a, I'm going to say, it's a very, very bad idea. They've already got Dynamite. They've got Rampage. You're going to do three shows a week. And this is going to be like a big, like a big show for them too, right? So I'm not sure. That's too much. There's, I, I, I'm look, man. There's Raw. There's lots of pay-per-view. So sometimes there could be four shows a week. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Raw's WWE is already running one, two, but two, two main lot. ones. I don't consider NXT because it's it's lower. You know, it's a minor leagues. So really, two big shows in one pay-per-view. These guys are doing three big shows and a pay-per-view. But 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 they pre-record everything at Dynamite for the yeah. most part, right? Like Rampage is recorded right after Dynamite. Uh, outside of the occasional one. I mean, there, just too much But TV. those guys are fucked, though, in general, though, because if you think about it, they air on TNT and TBS, right? Yep. They're going to be preempted so much because they got hockey, they get preempted. Basketball. They get preempted for basketball. Now, baseball started. They're getting preempted for all of that. That's true. So, so then Friday, so then all of a sudden, Dynamite happens on, pardon me, Dynamite will happen on a Saturday. Sort of a deal sometimes, or you'll get a special yeah. rampage on Sunday. But that being said, though, they don't run as many pay per views as WWE. That's like, true, right? They they might do four to six a year. That Speaking of which, do you think they can sell out Wembley Stadium? When is the show again? I know they sold a few tickets already. It's coming up pretty quick. It's coming up in June or something like that, right? What's money hold? What Wembley hold ninety thousand? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, ninety grand, ninety grand. No, I th- I think they can probably do the lower bowl. Yeah, they might get like 30, 40. Because I mean, I get all these channels, and I don't even know where it airs in the UK. I have no idea. I get all the UK channels. I don't see it on any listings. I don't see it on BT Sport. I obviously they're completely connected. But what's Sky? Not what's Sky. Maybe there's another it's, channel that you don't have it, have it on. I don't know, like a local cable one or something. <laughs> it makes no sense, though. No, no, because in the UK, you have BT Sports, you have Premier Sports, uh, and you have all the Sky channels, right? 
Yeah. But there's no, like even in India, all, all their sports channels that we get, unless there's one we don't get, I mean, I just don't see how they even broadcast it there. On what channel they're broadcasting it on. I'm looking at it right now. ITV4 every Friday night with repeats on ITV1 in UK. Oh, okay, okay. So they, it's, it's on ITV. Yeah, ITV1 and ITV4, I guess, are two different channels. So. Well, IT, well the ITV1, 2, 3, and 4, right? Yeah, so ITV, 1 and 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I, you know what? I never looked at those channels. Always looking at I just pulled it up channels. right now. So I didn't know well, I never looked it up either, but they showed you how much I care for watching. Anyway, I don't want to be. Bad. I watch a little bit of it sometimes, but yeah, it's. Yeah. It's okay. All right, brother man. I tell you what. Why don't we wrap this sucker up here? Uh, I think we've jibber jabbered a lot today about this, that, and the other. Uh, do you got a top five or anything you want to throw at me? I do. Are you ready? I'm always ready, man. I'm Bobby Sampson. Well, I want because you are a fan of this guy. I'm not a very big fan of the guy personally, but I don't mind the guy. Let's um do you ever listen to Chris Jericho's music? Fozzie? Yeah. Uh to be honest, man, the only song I only know to honestly truly know is is Judas on my mind. I mean, I I don't know any of their catalog. Okay, I was gonna ask your top five favorite Fozzie songs. I've I've heard a few too, but yeah, uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you any Fozzie songs. I'll be honest. Let's let's hear your top five WrestleMania performances from musicians that have performed live. Yeah, done. Um I want to say Motorhead, but I don't know if they performed live. Yeah, they did. Unless... Triple H came out. Right. Okay. Okay. So Motorhead. Uh, Lee, Lee, or, yeah. Um, Motorhead was really good. You know what was really good? I don't think it's enough credit. Uh, Limp Biscuit when they did uh, Rolling, yep. Rolling, Rolling. Yeah, that was Seattle, really yeah, good was as well. Yeah, I was there as well. We didn't know each other then, did we? No. We could be passing by each other and, and our shoulders Never brushed. Know, right. Right. Look at that. Anybody else that you like to perform there? I'm trying to think, bro. I'm trying to think by saying other shit. Um, oh. I'm going to say this one because it always stood out when, when those guys sang uh, Bray White's theme music. I yeah, thought I that was really called, good. But, uh, yeah, they were yeah. fun. Um, that was a good one as well. Um, never been a... Like, I like hip-hop. I like R&B, but I never liked it live. It just doesn't come off the same. It doesn't. No big no. That's right true. in that environment, so I can can never say. I mean, Snoop's always been fun whenever yeah. he's done something. Um, other than that, I can't really think of anyone else, man. Joan Jett, oh, you remember, huh? Joan Jett when she uh sang out Ronda Rousey, yeah. And then we've yeah. had um Ron DMC come on there, Living Color came on there. The oh, yeah, Punk. Living Color for Song, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah, Kid yeah. Rock do something? Was it, Was it yeah, no? Kid Rock did American Badass? Yeah, and then um, who's that girl that plays the guitar for Nakamura? Rick Boogs? No, no, there's a oh, girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, what's her name? Either uh, Strauss. Something. Either Strauss, yeah. Strauss, yeah, she came and did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I think... Also, remember, what about what about that Lawrence Taylor match? Salt and Pepper were out there for that, remember? They're singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a man, what a man. What and then we had um, Liberace, remember? Did the, 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 um, well, that was WrestleMania 1, man. Yeah, Liberace, right? Yeah, so, Liberace came out one year. Yeah, no, there've been there've been some numbers. Aretha Franklin singing Aretha Franklin. America, they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think of who else come out there for music. Triple H is um the ex brother, his band. Yeah, yeah. With, I don't know what they're called. His brother's a singer, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. That was good. But was that WrestleMania or was that just like SummerSlam or something? 
Like we gotta be careful, right? Like they have bands that come up. I know Salt and Peppers for sure. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Like, was who's that one guy? Fat Joe or someone from Miami one year? Yeah, um, and that Flow Rider, he did a thing at WrestleMania. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I never appreciated Big Pun. I always thought that was kind of a racist, derogatory thing, man. But then I saw the guy, like, oh, okay. Just well, they don't know Big Pun or a chat group. Well, you're talking about the rapper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't. I'm not really fond of that big pun either. So, well, big pun means big punisher, right? Yeah, now I know, but at the time I wasn't sure who it was. Like once I yeah. realized, but I thought it was funny. Um, that's it. All right, let's wrap All it right. up here, man. Good one. Let's call Good it one. a day. Let's call it a day. Let's call it a day. We got some crazy shit coming up this weekend, though, man. Uh, so this Thursday we'll preview that Tank and Ryan Garcia fight. Um, I have some interesting takes on it. I'll say this right now. I still say that Lomo and Haney is still the fight. I'm more excited for Lomo and Haney fight myself personally. That's I'll tell saying. you right now, I'm not training for Tank Davis. I want Ryan Garcia to go up the floor. I'm not saying that he is, but I'll tell you the reasons why I don't like Tank on the show. But uh, I'm more yeah, excited for Lomo no, and Haney going. No, I, I, I want Ryan to win too Haney. as well, but I've been watching. Anyways, let's. We'll get into it. It's going to we'll be fun. We'll get into it. It's going to be a good show. All right, on that note, my name is Bobby Sampson, and I am joined with the man, with the master plan, with the Manny Pacquiao hat on today, Mr. Chance Michaels. In other words, the great ACDC, those that like, download, subscribe, podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of the infamous Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Everyone, have a great rest of your week, and we will talk to you guys Thursday. Adios, muchachos. Thank <laughs> you.